0: Lifeway. Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.
1: This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast, hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler vernoy and Ron... What are we talking about in this episode?
1: We're going to talk about killers of momentum, the things that destroy momentum in an organization. Uh, Obviously, our context, we a lot of times talk about the church. Uh, Either way, these are things that um, will kill motivation, ultimately kill momentum.
0: Okay, so we got eight killers of motivation or eight. motivation and momentum. Yeah, that's right.
1: All right, so let's hop in. What's number one? Number one is routine. When people do the same activity repeatedly over time, they get bored with it, they lose interest in it, pretty soon they want to go do something else. And so the motivation is gone, which and, – and the point to make, I'll keep making this, but motivation always leads to a loss or a gain of momentum. mm so momentum is fueled by motivation. I'm motivated to do this. I'm not motivated to do this. Yeah.
0: So maybe you yourself are listening to this. You feel like you, you're you like routine. I've been doing the same thing week in and week out. Feels yeah. like maybe somebody on your staff, you're having a, a one-on-one with them, and you can just tell they are in that I'm lacking motivation yeah. mode.
1: How do you get them out of that? You know, expose them to something new. Um, the, uh, I Here's one here's i always like to throw this in because there's so much of what we do in organizations and that involve relationships it's a lot like a family it's a lot like a marriage and i have always said the number one killer of a marriage is boredom mm. it's it's when people just get bored with each other and a lot of times you you develop into the same rhythm you know you go home at a certain time you do a certain thing you go to bed you start over the next day and you just continue that and when there's never any Energy put into the relationship, you just get bored with routine over time, and so the way out of that is to expose them to something new. You know, hey, let's go do something new this weekend. In the workplace, let's 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 try something new. Um, The quickest way to spur change, and these are several podcast episodes running together here but the quickest way to spur change in an organization is to expose people to new ideas Mm -hmm. because as soon as they say wow why didn't we thought of that or what if we tried that then you're out of the routine you're moving on to something new motivation goes up Momentum goes up. Yep. That's great. So that's number one. What's number two? Number two is fear. Uh, Fear. When people are afraid of taking risks or uh, they're just afraid to to make a mistake, then again, their motivation goes down. Motivation goes down. Momentum goes down. So you, I know
0: you were just talking about leading change. I know you've led change many different times. You've helped people have more motivation, which leads momentum. So how do you create a culture? Like I I really latched on to what you said there of risk. Yeah. How do you create a culture where
1: risk is okay to take without the thought of fear? Yeah. Well, a lot of it is what happens when, when, uh, one is giving people opportunity, but uh, but the bigger um, way that you build that is how you respond when the mistakes are made, and people learn that very quickly. Like if if uh, if I make a mistake, and you're my boss, and you overreact to that, or I'm like, "This is the biggest deal ever." Okay, well, I won't try that again. Mm. You know, and so it really is a matter of a creating a culture where people because. People are going to try things. People are going to make mistakes. How do you respond when they do? And that's what creates that that uh, that environment. Mm. What's next? Lack of direction. Number three, lack of direction. Uh, people need to know what a win looks like. Uh, how do I know when I'm successful here? And when I don't, uh, when people are left to wonder, they lose motivation um, or or they just uh, make up their own answers. And that's just as dangerous. So we we've got to continually, as leaders, pause to make sure our team understands what they're being asked to do. Here's and and that's where creating good plans and good um, uh, you know knowing who's responsible for what just have things clear and that'll keep from losing the
0: motivation. As you said that, my mind went to Patrick Lencioni's book, Three Signs of a Miserable Job. Mm. Three things: anonymity. Your Irre- irrelevance and immeasurement. Yeah, and that third one where it's right. Hey, I'm I'm just doing stuff, but hey, is this working over here? Yeah, I don't and, know if it's good or not. Yeah. yeah. So those are three signs of a miserable
1: job and yeah, lack great. of
0: direction. That's great. What's next?
1: Number four is failure. Uh, some people can't get past a failure, and uh, you know I have had people that that have been on my teams before and. Um, have have done something wrong, and I do everything I know how to do to convince them it's okay. We'll we'll move forward, and they have something inside of them that just can't forgive themselves. Uh, you and I both get opportunities to preach. That's one of the things I say repeatedly: forgiving forgiveness is so important. Anytime I preach on forgiveness, I've got a crowd uh, because we all deal with this. Probably forgiving myself is the is the biggest forgiveness and uh, so but if I can't get past that failure my motivation to do something new
0: goes away yeah you know that's so true and and somebody listening to this may be hey I'm I'm stuck in a failure like I'm I want to have motivation momentum moving forward but that just keeps popping up when I think of that new thing is that something that I mean of course you're talking about forgiving yourself right there's a lot of even just wrestling with the Lord in that right but if, if somebody's in that spot right now and, and I'm just sitting across the table from yeah. you and yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm scared to take that next step, maybe that risk. Right. How would you
1: coach him in that? You know, I... It, I would probably say how want to know how severe this is. So are are you doing it in just in the context of your job? Are you doing it in your life as well? Uh, so if in your life you're afraid to take risks, and a lot of people um, will get into a job, for instance, and they become what I call a comfortable casualty, and they're not going to try anything new. They're not going. They don't even love their work anymore. But they're too afraid to take another risk outside of that. Or maybe it could be in relationships. I've been hurt in relationships. I'm not going to take a risk on relationships so i'd want to know am i am i taking that into every piece of my life or, or just in this one context because of the environment of the job does that make sense mm-hmm. uh if it's real severe you may need some counseling yeah you know if it's just in the job you know sit down and talk to uh to your boss, have a hard conversation and say, I'm just really struggling with how I've messed up here. How can I overcome that? You know, what are some ways and get some internal coaching, maybe with some, maybe with a buddy that's, that's, uh, there that works with you or doesn't work with you. So I would approach it based on the level of severity and how much it's impacting not only your job, but other things. That's, that's very helpful. So that's failure. What's the next one? Number five. Number five is Apathy apathy a team that loses their passion for the vision will always experience decline in motivation every single time and you know that's that's why um it probably goes back to the routine a little bit we've been doing this so long we've heard the vision so long but uh you know we say and we've said on this podcast and great leaders say it all the time you have to Repeat vision all the time, all the time, and you have to repeat it in different ways. Uh, you have to put stories behind it. You have to um, you have to share wins with each other, uh, and um, you've just got to guard against becoming apathetic in uh, in as a as a team as a, as individuals, and, because that will always destroy motivation. Somebody hears that. They've been repeating the same
0: vision for – maybe maybe they've been at the same organization. They've been leading for 10 years. They feel like people are being apathetic towards it. Would you say it's time for a brand-new vision or could, taking the vision and
1: looking at it in a brand-new way? It could be either one, okay. um, certainly if the vision is, is tired. But a lot of times, maybe it just needs um, – uh, I'm trying to think of a not be crude with uh, with the way I'm saying it, but i'm I'm thinking about your living room, you know, and maybe you need an a whole overhaul of your living room. maybe you just need one new rug, hmm. you know, and that changes everything yeah or or a new recliner or whatever. So a lot of times you don't have to overhaul everything to make some pretty su- substantial changes. but uh, again, ask yourself bigger questions, but is this Is our vision going to work in this context? And if not, maybe we need a whole new vision. Most of the time, though, I think you can tweak within that. And the vision's still good. You just got to go at it in different ways to keep people from being apathetic.
0: So apathy. The next
1: one is things are going really well. So what's number six? Yeah, number six, uh, six is success. Um, and, and what happens there is after when we really do something well, like we had one project or one event or whatever, um, success can sometimes lead to complacency. Uh, we did this. Why do we need to do it again? You know, mm-hmm. why do we need to, And so success can work against us if we're not careful. It's almost like that um, uh, that curve, if you will, of um, we're rising, we're rising, we're rising. And then after the rise, you start to fall. If you don't catch that on the curve and get another win in the process, eventually you'll just decline all the way out. So you um, What's that called? What's that curve that I'm trying to. My mind goes to the product life cycle. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's basically, same <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. And that works in a lot of different uh, contexts. So use that life cycle kind of idea. Yeah. It works with motivation and momentum too. So when you've had success, if you're not careful, that motivation will decline. On the other side of that, you're going to need to build for another success in order mm. to keep motivation high. Yeah. What's next? Number seven is burnout, uh, and that's just when a team has no opportunity to rest. I'm working with a couple of different churches right now on on a you know fairly regular basis, and I just had a, this conversation with uh, someone on one of those teams that. Uh, she's just at a place where she she says I don't know that I can do it anymore. You know I've just been pulled in so many different directions. I don't really this this is a, a place without elite without leadership right now that I'm trying to provide for them. So no real direction, no real um, uh, guidance. She doesn't really know what her all her job is responsible for. And I was trying to give her, okay, just wait. We're getting you a new pastor. This is going to change. Just be be patient. But she's facing burnout. And if she doesn't get some help in that, her motivation mo- is is definitely going to be, be, uh, suffer. Yeah, and I
0: I kind of want to put these two together. You just said success. You want to always kind of be building on that success mm-hmm. to the next, and then there's burnout. Yeah, I have a buddy. He he was kind of using the analogy. I, I was kind of thinking of it. Man, I just climbed this one mountain, hmm. and I'm now looking at the next. Like, do I have it in me to climb this next mountain? Sure. And, you know, I am right there with you. Hey, when one success, don't let it, don't let the motivation and the momentum die. Right. You want to keep climbing the next hill. You want to keep moving forward. How do you personally sit there and go, do I have it within me? Mm. And maybe that is emotionally, physically. I mean because
1: there are times when you're up on that mountain it right. is taking a lot more than you realize yeah. well and that's why that, that you have to have rhythms in your life uh, so after a big win I'm gonna have a rhythm of rest mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna take some time we're not gonna we, we're not uh, we're not gonna tr- try to ignite that next heel the the day after we we've, yep. we've had the big success because you eventually can't sustain that so I'm want to take some time step away from a for a little bit. I don't know what that means. Depends on how big, you know, The like Sunday, for example. Every Sunday's a big deal. So if you had a really good Sunday or if you had a really bad Sunday, <laughs> but if you had a really good Sunday, Monday, I'm just worn out. Mm. So I try not to uh, schedule a lot of things that are going to require my highest thought um, on Mondays. It's just how I've always done. That's the rhythm I work in so that... Um, I'll be better by Tuesday or Wednesday. So I don't. I may put some notes down, maybe do a little organizing of my Sunday message, but I'm not going to craft a Sunday message on Monday mm-hmm. because I'm still recovering from the one I just did. Yep. And so that's kind of the rhythm you have to kind of build. And so after these major successes, allow the team to rest a little bit. Allow yourself to rest a little bit, and you'll feel better about the next heel when you have that rest in you. That's good. What's what's the last one here? The last one, number eight, feeling undervalued. When someone feels that they're overlooked, that they're not valued for their contribution, they will lose motivation uh, to continually produce. And that's why, as leaders, we just we uh, leadership is more about cheerleading than it is, uh, you know, management. For mm-hmm. example, it's helping people understand and recognize their best potential and live that out. And so that make the conversation I just had with this one employee um, staff member, I I really tried to make her feel valued because and I'm an outsider. You know, I'm I'm there on a on a contract basis trying to help the church. But I really wanted her to leave our conversation. She'd reached out to me. I wanted her to leave our conversation knowing. From the outside perspective, looking in, I think you're incredibly valuable to this organization. And I hope you stick it out because better days are coming. And uh, hopefully she felt that way. But if she feels, and I think it may be, I mean, she's facing burnout. But I think one of the things is no one's really recognizing the weight she's carrying uh, holding the church together during this time. Yeah, for
0: sure. Undervalued. Well, if you see any of these at your work, uh, at work in your organization, and you want motivation, you want momentum going forward, you need to address them now. That's right. That list of eight, just, you know, think back through those and say, hey, where in our organization are any of these popping up and address them now? Well, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these episodes, please help us continue providing them by liking, sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. It helps others learn about the podcast. And with that, we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com.